Hello, this is Anviti from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of June. West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee today held a meeting of opposition parties in the hopes of reaching an agreement on fielding a unified candidate against the BJP-led NDA in the presidential election. The meeting was held a day after the CM arrived in the national capital to meet with NCP leader Sharad Pawar in order to convince him to run for the top constitutional seat as the common opposition candidate, the Indian Express reported. Banerjee invited 22 parties to attend the meeting, but Telangana Chief Minister K. Chandrasekhar Rao's Telangana Rashtra Samiti, which had joined Mamta Banerjee over their shared goal of defeating the BJP, opted out of this meeting this morning. The party said that the Congress had been invited despite its objections and lashed out at its leader Rahul Gandhi, NDTV reported. Along with this, Arvind Kejriwal's Aam Aadmi Party was also absent from the meeting. The TRS claimed in a note that Rahul Gandhi, in a recent public meeting in Telangana, had targeted the TRS government without any word of criticism against the BJP. They further accused the Congress of quote-unquote ganging up with the BJP in Telangana, especially in the recent bipoles. The TRS also opposed the way in which the opinions were being taken by the participants. They claimed that the candidate was already chosen and the candidate's opinion was taken, after which the meeting was called. They have questioned why it was done this way. They have contended that the right procedure would have been to hold meetings, arrive at a consensus, take the candidate's approval and then announce the name after the meeting. Till now, Congress leaders Malika Arjun Kharge, Jairam Ramesh and Randeep Surjewala, along with Jharkhand Mukti Mocha President and Chief Minister Hemant Soren, Samajwadi Party Chief Akhilesh Yadav, CPI's Binoy Vishwam and CPM's Elamaram Karim are reportedly among those who attended the meeting. Also present for the meeting were DMK's T.R. Balu, Shiv Sena's Subhash Desai, RLD's Jayant Chaudhary, National Conference Leader Omar Abdullah, Jammu Kashmir People's Democratic Party's Mehbooba Mufti, former Karnataka Chief Minister H.T. Kumaraswamy and former Prime Minister H.T. Devegowda of the Janta Dal Secular. In a display of opposition towards the newly announced Agnipat scheme, army aspirants protested in Bihar today. Protesters blocked a highway in Muzaffarpur and railway tracks in Baksar, NDTV reported. This comes a day after Defence Minister Rajnath Singh unveiled the Agnipat scheme, which pertains to short-term contractual recruitment of soldiers. The protesters termed the scheme detrimental to their long-term prospects because only up to 25% of the recruits or Agnivirs, as the new launch called them, under the scheme may get regular commission. As per the scheme, about 45,000 people between the ages of 17 and a half years and 21 years will be inducted into the services for a four-year tenure. The recruitments will begin within the next 90 days and the first batch will be ready by July 2023. After four years, only 25% of these soldiers will be detained and they will join the regular cadre and go on to serve 15 years in non-officer ranks. Those ousted will get a severance package. However, they will not be eligible for pension afterwards. The protesters chanted the slogan, Bharti do ya arthi do, give us jobs or have us killed. Jagran Hindi reported that those preparing for army services led the railway blocking in Baksar. Youth preparing for army recruitment in Muzaffarpur reportedly reached the army recruitment board office on this morning and started a ruckus. 
However, aspirants in Muzaffarpur say that their agitation isn't limited to the Agnipath scheme. They are also protesting to complete the already ongoing army recruitment process, which has been stalled for nearly two years. The protesters said that they were waiting for regular recruitment rallies to resume after two years, but were given the scheme instead. Meanwhile, Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath said the state government will give priority to Agniveers in recruitment to police and related services in the state. According to the Economic Times, veterans are largely divided on this decision, which aims to cut the ballooning salary and pension bill. Retired Lieutenant General Vinod Bhatia criticized the scheme, saying direct implementation of the scheme would be dangerous as there has been no testing or pilot. He added it could lead to militarization of society once those who are not inducted into the services are ousted. Listeners, we are able to bring you this daily news update because of the hard work of ground reporters, researchers, stringers and other journalists all across the country. However, in some regions of our nation, reporting and being a journalist is one of the most dangerous jobs. One such region is Kashmir where frequent attempts are made to gag and control the media. Caravan journalist Shahid Tantre had to bid goodbye to social media after being hounded by the Kashmir police. On June 8th, Caravan shared a statement which sought national and international intervention to help him practice his profession. They allege he was called by the police several times without any formal complaints or FIR threatened with false cases and even told to leave Kashmir or be ready to face the jail or bullets. But why? Read my colleague Nidhi Suresh's report titled Orwellian India, How Kashmir Police Are Going After a Caravan Journalist for Doing His Job on newslaundry.com to find out. Listeners, if you like the work that we do and want more in-depth investigations like this, do consider subscribing to News Laundry. Remember that we are able to deliver these reports free from corporate or government influence only because we don't depend on them for ads. Our journalism is funded by you, our subscribers. So if you aren't already a part of our ad-free system, subscribe by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the red subscription button at the top right corner. Subscription plan begins from Rs 300 a month. Pay to keep news free. Several Congress workers and leaders continued protests in Delhi today as senior leader Rahul Gandhi headed for the third day of questioning by the Enforcement Directorate. Gandhi is being questioned in an alleged money laundering case connected with the National Herald newspaper. Visuals showed a heated standoff between Congress leaders and workers and the Delhi police outside the party's headquarters. Leaders were detained and cops allegedly resorted to violence and brute force amid the confrontations. A video purportedly showed women police personnel dragging away a woman in a blue kurta and four cops grabbing a limp each as the woman is carried away. Protesters also brandished placards reading I am Rahul too. Many other visuals showed Congress leaders as well as Rahul supporters being dragged on the ground and being thrashed. Bhupesh Baghel, the chief minister of Chhattisgarh, was seen sitting at a dharna in support of Gandhi. Several Congress leaders, including P. Chitambaram, have slammed the ED's probe. On Tuesday, Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehloth had slammed the BJP over ED summons to Gandhi. Congress leaders have been claiming that the continued questioning of Rahul Gandhi is quote-unquote vendetta politics of BJP and a way to silence the opposition, NDTV reported. Rajya Sabha MP K.C. Venugopal claimed on Twitter that Delhi police had forcibly entered the Congress headquarters today. 
He added that the BJP had killed Indian democracy. Randeep Surjewala alleged leaders were beaten up as well. He called it an act of gundaism by the central government. Apart from this, Congress leader Dipendra S. Huda tweeted earlier this morning that his house was sealed by the Delhi police. Rahul Gandhi was questioned on Monday and Tuesday as well in connection with the case. Sonia Gandhi, who has been summoned for questioning, will depose before the probe agency on June 23rd. The Congress president was admitted to the hospital on Sunday owing to COVID-related issues and is said to be stable now. Gangster Lawrence Bishnoi was produced in the court of Chief Judicial Magistrate in Mansa early this morning. Police have been interrogating Bishnoi in the Siddhu Musewala murder case. Mansa District Court granted Punjab police a seven-day remand of the gangster. Early this morning, Bishnoi was brought from Delhi to Mansa District amid tight security. Musewala was shot and killed in Mansa on May 29th. After undergoing a medical examination at the district civil hospital, Bishnoi was brought before the duty magistrate. The Punjab police will be transporting Bishnoi to Mohali, where he will be probed. Last evening, the Punjab government had said in a statement that the Advocate General of Punjab personally appeared in Patiala House Court in Delhi on the Chief Minister's orders and demanded remand. After Bishnoi was produced, the Mansa court also ordered the Punjab police to file a compliance report before the duty magistrate in Patiala House Court. The magistrate had issued an arrest warrant against Lawrence Bishnoi on Monday. Apart from Bishnoi, nine persons have already been arrested for providing logistical support, performing reconnaissance and harbouring Musewala shooters, according to Punjab police. On Tuesday, the Mohali police and anti-gangster task force arrested two members working for Goldie Brar, who is associated with Bishnoi's gang. The suspects have been identified as Gagandeep Singh, alias Gagi, and Gurpreet Singh, alias Gopi, both residents of Kingra village in the Wali of Sirsa district. They were arrested near Dara studio in Jujhar Nagar, Mohali. 2.32 pistols were recovered from them along with eight cartridges and a Scorpio vehicle. According to the Tribune, a case under Sections 25-7 and 8 of the Arms Act has been registered at the local police station. According to the White House, the new I2U2 grouping of India, Israel, the United Arab Emirates and the United States will convene its first virtual summit next month as part of the Biden administration's effort to re-energize and reinvigorate American ties throughout the world. The I2U2 grouping announced on Tuesday that Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi, US President Joe Biden, Israeli Prime Minister Niftali Bennett and UAE President Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayan would attend a first-of-its-kind virtual summit next month to discuss the food security crisis and other areas of cooperation. A senior administration official told reporters during a press conference that the virtual summit of the four countries will take place during President Biden's visit to the Middle East from 13th to 16th of July. While talking about India, State Department spokesperson Ned Price stated that India is a massive consumer market. It is a massive producer of high-tech and highly sought-after goods as well. So there are a number of areas where the four countries can work together, like technology, trade, climate, COVID-19 and potentially even security as well, the print reported. He further added that the part of the US approach from the start was to not only revitalize and re-energize its system of alliances and partnerships around the world, but also to sew together connections that did not exist before or were not fully utilized. 
from July 13th to 16th, Joe Biden will travel to the Middle East, stopping in Israel, the West Bank and Saudi Arabia, as well as meeting with almost a dozen counterparts from around the region and beyond. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.